Hello again, this is attorney Sean McLaughlin, and I'd like to welcome you to Law for Life, a program designed to provide useful information about the law as it relates to real-life situations and from a Christian or biblical perspective as appropriate. Law for Life is sponsored by Trinity Law, a local law firm available at 1-866-464-5297 or online at yourlawfirmforlife.com. This is attorney Sean McLaughlin. On today's program, we want to conclude our two-part series regarding common pitfalls to avoid for churches and other nonprofit organizations. Last time, we discussed conflicts of interest and the importance of having a conflict of interest policy in place to protect the organization and its tax-exempt status should a conflict of interest arise. Today, we will discuss a different but highly important topic concerning unrelated business income, or UBI. You know, generally speaking, Unrelated business income is any income received by a church or nonprofit organization from activities that are not related to an organization's mission and not used to further the organization's exempt purpose. A common example of unrelated business income is rents received by a church that are not related to the church's religious mission. For example, if the church rents out its parking lot during the week to a for-profit business for parking for their employees, this has the potential, at least, to be unrelated business income because selling parking space is not a core purpose of the church. More specifically, the IRS will use a three-pronged test to determine whether an activity is unrelated business income. The first prong is whether the activity is a trade or business. In other words, if the activity the church or nonprofit is involved in is something that a for-profit business would typically engage in, this has the potential of being unrelated business income. For example, if the church rented out a sanctuary uh, as a concert venue. This probably meets the first prong of the unrelated business income test, as there are many for-profit venues that perform the same type of function. The second prong to the unrelated business income test is whether the activity is regularly carried on. Now, there's no bright line rule for when an activity becomes regularly carried on. Rather, it's largely a fact-specific test that depends a lot upon the type of activity in question. However, if something starts to be conducted on a weekly basis, that's likely going to be considered to be regularly carried on for the purpose of the unrelated business income test. At the same time, even a use that is less frequent than weekly could be regularly carried on depending on the specific type of use at issue. Now, the third prong of the unrelated business income test is whether the activity is substantially related to an exempt purpose. Turning to our concert example, if the church is renting out the facilities to a Christian music group that shares similar values as the church's exempt purpose, the church will have a much stronger argument that this prong is not met than if the church is renting out the facilities to a secular music group. Consequently, if all these three prongs are met, the church or nonprofit may be taxed by the IRS as unrelated business income. Now, in consideration of this test, the question comes to mind of how to avoid unrelated business income? Well, there are a few ways that that can be done. First, in terms of the usage of the facilities, it's better to accept a suggested donation rather than charging a fee. Now, this will lead to a stronger argument that the receipts are not rent, but rather a donation. Second, a church or nonprofit should try to avoid use not related to the organization's mission that is excessive or frequent. Again, this is a question of fact and depends largely on the nature of the specific activity at issue. So there is no one-size-fits-all answer for what constitutes an excessive or frequent use. 
Third, the organization should avoid activities which stray too far from the exempt purpose. In other words, if the activity is something that the particular organization does not typically engage in, it should be avoided. And with these considerations in mind, a church or nonprofit organization can avoid being taxed on unrelated business income and can work to preserve its tax-exempt status. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Join me again next time when we discuss a new topic or series. We want to remind the audience that nothing said on this Law for Life program is intended as legal advice, as each person's situation is different. If you have a legal need, please see an attorney. You can freely listen to today's program or any past program or series on our website, yourlawfirmforlife.com. That's yourlawfirmforlife.com. Just click the Resources tab. Inquiries about the program can also be directed to the local law offices of Trinity Law, toll-free 1-866-464-LAWS. That's 1-866-464-LAWS.